When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, all cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Couldn't be better, Josh. Just kicking back in my beach chair here on an FPL vacation. I mean, we're in the yeah. midst of one of the longer yeah. breaks uh, yes. in recent memory. Yeah. Are you hanging in there? Yeah, I, I'm hanging in there. It's it's weird. I mean, FPL feels like a game I used to play. Like, that, that's how long <laughs> it feels like it's been. Like, it, it's the con- like, I can't deal with the, like... Just I don't know, just like the, the 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 fact that like in December there was a match what felt like practically every single day. Yeah. And then in December they played what feels like about four total games across the month. And it's and there's not even matches next weekend, right? Yeah. Like it's just a it's a very long gap. <laughs> there you do have at least uh Watford under Roy Hodgson. That's true. There is plus, one game plus uh, Burnley yeah. to look forward to. So there's <laughs> that true. one game. And I mean, we we being Americans at least had uh, some international World Cup qualifiers to look forward to with the yep. U.S. men's team, and those have been pretty turgid affairs. I mean, Indeed. Canada absolutely annihilated us. Mad congratulations to all of our Canadian listeners. My God, even without Alfonso Davies, <laughs> you guys are like the real deal. Yeah, There's no question about they're that. They're definitely. I mean, I'd say of, of all the like them, they and Mexico are pretty pretty much in. I would say, and you know, now the U.S. again is going to be struggling to qualify the. 350 million people and we like are in like the, it's, it's too many too, people josh i think some might say is that what it is yeah it's, it's yeah. you you then have to uh find a diamond in the rough like how we had to go to hershey pennsylvania to that's find true. christian pulisic that's true if china india <laughs> the united states if all of us don't qualify that there, there is something going on we're there, in right? great we're company in, there we're in great company exactly <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, here we are. It's, um, you know, so uh, first of all, uh, first things first, thank you to Sir Tal, uh, Chai for, for joining us on, on last week's podcast. It was a really good pod. If you haven't listened yet, go back and go back and listen. Uh, it, it's really, um, despite the the title, it was, it's really an introduction to, to data and how to, how to, how to data, data, how to use it in, uh, uh, in an NFL context. And I, what I really liked about it was how, um, open it was. I felt mm-hmm. like there was this, we were not, evangelist for it, at least you and I weren't, right? We were sort of like, okay, like what's a practical way that we can use this stuff that doesn't, that just like, if you want to just dip your toe in the water, right? Yeah. And so I think he was, he was so good at that. Just sort of like, here, like these are just like sites you can go to where they just, it just spits this stuff out to become like mm-hmm. one more input for you, you know? Right. Yeah. The, I think the the great point Sirtop would make is that date, you're not, you're not strictly a data FPL manager or not. The data is there and uh, anyone can use it to varying degrees, to varying degrees of fun or yep. various degrees of utility. Uh, and and the point is, if we can talk about data in more uh, sort of everyday terms, maybe it will be less intimidating, less daunting to people. But, you know, we did get some feedback from listeners who still felt a little intimidated by it. Uh, so, you know, I un- I understand it. it it's 
it's a it's wicked to some people, Josh. And fair enough. I mean, like <laughs> who fine, right? If you just never want to use data, it's fine. I think the only thing I don't like are people who don't want to use it and then feel the need to constantly tell you that they don't want to use it. It's like just do your own thing. Who cares? Okay, fine. You don't want to use data. Like, just don't tell me. I don't, I'm not interested. You know, you're not going to convince me, uh, that it's not worthwhile. So, um, so thanks. Thanks again for coming on. And, um, you know, I thought we should catch up. So this is a, you know, Brandon, they say that, um, comedy is a uh, tragedy plus time, sure. right? Perhaps you've heard that. And, uh, on this week's podcast, we're going to be looking back at the Kings of the game week, from game weeks 12 through 23, a, a true banter set of fixtures branded pretty much starting <laughs> yeah. around Thanksgiving right through the end of January. Just Did the um, train go off the tracks during this period of time for FPL yeah. managers? How many public meltdowns did I have over the last two months? I mean, yeah. I probably blocked 150 people. Um, I did, I did an entire Patreon pod where I just yelled for an hour, you know? And so, yeah. and like, like, like most people who are, um, you know, uh, unstable, I, um, I always do this stuff and then I look back and I'm like, I don't even know who that person was. Yeah. And I will never do it again. Those, those are always the things. And then like two weeks later, I'm just going on some like random flame war because I'm bored on a Tuesday evening. You know, it's, if you I'm don't acknowledge Sergi Kanos's existence, then Sergi Kanos can't hurt you, Josh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Muting, muting and blocking, Brandon. That's that's the way to go. <laughs> um, so anyway, we're going to we're going to catch up on, on those game weeks. And the, 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 the point of doing these pods, I mean, first of all, I, I, it's just sort of fun to, to remember this stuff because, you know, a lot of the stuff just goes like down the gullet, you know, these game weeks. And, and you sort of, I mean, and you, as you and I will, will, will t- you know, comment on as we go, I mean, you have these game weeks where, you know, the, the king of the game week. So the, in other words, the, the kings of the game week used to be called the dream team, right? And these are mm-hmm. the highest scoring collection of 11 players uh, for every, every single game week, right? Mm-hmm. So in, in game week 12, these 11 players, uh, you know, whatever, like it's, you know, usually it's like a, you know, um, well, the formations actually differ quite a lot, uh, surprisingly. You know, sometimes you go to five, three, two, and four, 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 two, and so on. Um, but uh, it's it's sort of instructive to sort of learn about like you know what like what it tells us about the story of the season. Um, you were commenting as we were putting this together. For example, you see Reese James makes an appearance in game week twelve, mm-hmm. never to be seen again as the king of the game week. Yeah. So uh, we're going to go through that. I think it'll be uh, fun and interesting and instructive. And and then next Sunday we will proceed with the standard game week 24 preview podcast um there is some news that i wanted to get to um one thing that I, you know i didn't have on here brandon but you know we'll talk about it even more next week is uh man united and brighton both have double game weeks in game week 25 um so that is now confirmed and i think what what makes that sort of interesting is that we also now know i would say i, I would say it's very likely that um that Salah Mo Salah will not play in game week 24. And the reason I say that is because he's made the semifinals of the African Cup of Nations and that match will be played in a few days time. And if they win that match, he'll play in the championship which is February 6th. That would be 3 days before uh Liverpool play in um in game week 24. Uh if they lose that match, there's a third place game that I believe is played one day before and yeah. given 
like I don't know if you saw these photos of them consoling. I think it may be the same day, but you know, is it the same day? Right? Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there, you know, photos of him, uh, them, them consoling their opponents, and you know, they, they scored a goal in extra time uh, from Trezeguet, uh, former yeah. uh, Aston Villa legend Brandon Trezeguet. Um, Trezegol, more like Trezegol. it. Yeah. Um, and like they, they are like it is a serious thing. I wish you could watch African combinations more easily here in the U.S. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to watch those games today. Yeah, I think it's on BN Sport, but no, BN Sport doesn't really make it into any home yeah. uh, in, in america unless you have just, like a dish or something even watching our our concacaf our, our league <laughs> qualifying for olympics is like a yeah. practically you go you need like four different you know subscriptions to to watch these games but uh so he has those two matches and i just think he's got so many miles under him the last two months right just he's played yeah. i think he played every single match for liverpool in december uh played you know into early january right because he played in that that liverpool chelsea match i think it was january 2nd or 3rd mm-hmm. i think it was the second and uh and then and then immediately went after different combinations they played an extra time i think in multiple at least the, the last two matches right the last two eliminations because there was penalties last time and then extra time uh, in this match so you know he's played uh just a ton of minutes he's got one more match to go and then another match after that so I, you know, and they don't, and they play Leicester and Norwich in game weeks 24 and 25. So I think, I just think there's very, very little chance that we see Mo Salah play in game week 24, um, because that'd be like a three day turnaround. And, um, I think that, uh, we probably do see him for game week 25 and that would be, that'd be home to Norwich. So that is, that's the one to keep yeah. in mind, or is and it or actually is it 26, excuse me, 26 is when they play home to Norwich. Yeah, and I think what's more is the 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 standard replacements for Mo Salah in your fantasy team right now would be Bruno Fernandez and Kevin De Bruyne. Right. And as you mentioned, Bruno has that double in game week twenty five, both home fixtures against Southampton and Brighton. We can yep. you know talk in a bit more detail about what we think the prospects are for that fixtures, but that's yep. undeniably better than a will he won't he. Mo Salah and then Kevin De Bruyne from Manchester City in game weeks 24 and 25 home Brentford away Norwich yep. before they hit Spurs in 26 so it's not like you need Salah to come in and fill a spot in your team that's not working for you right now I mean I have yeah. De Bruyne you have Fernandez it doesn't feel like a huge priority for me now so I now I'm I'm now part of the uh, Mo Salah game week 26 brigade that's yeah. when I plan to bring him back and that'd be Saturday Saturday February 19th, Brandon. So, um, you know, we'll all be, we'll have had a great Valentine's day, I assume, and we'll be ready to, uh, to bring Mo Salah back into our squad. And of course, captain him at home to Norwich in game week 26, assuming we don't have any more double game week news, Brandon, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. We're going to be captaining, uh, Philippe Coutinho at this rate. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting the way, yeah. I mean, there's so many left, so many double game weeks left to be scheduled. And I, it feels like we're, you know, I know that there's kind of like some standard weeks when we, when we think they're going to slot in, but I think we've, we've been a little surprised that more of them haven't been scheduled the last couple of weeks. So, um, you know, let's, let's see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if we still had a couple of uh, surprises. They also changed the rules, by the way. I think you now need something like, you know, I I don't know this offhand, but I, I, you know, and I should have pulled it up before we did, but I think you now need something like four or five, positive COVID cases to have a postponement. It's not just like one of our, you know, like our, our garbage man has COVID. And so like, we're just going to request a postponement because we're in bad form or whatever. Um, or we have some players that, you know, AFCON. So I think that will, um, ease some of the FPL chaos that we've seen the last few weeks, because, um, that'll be one thing as we go through these, um, these last, this middle set of fixtures Mm -hmm. for the season, it was just, I mean, COVID just really, warped things right and and that's just that's just how it is i mean there's no yeah. um you know if 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 it bothers you so much then you should just 
quit playing, right? Like it's just how it was. And we're sort of through the other side. And, and if you're still listening, then you've, then you've made it through. And, yeah. um, you know, let's hope that, um, these double game weeks are a lot of fun and I, I think they will be. And so, you know, in my situation, I've got, yeah, I've got, you've got KDB, I've got Bruno. Uh, and you know, I think part of the issue that a lot of people have too, is that a lot of people want to move Ronaldo to fund uh, a solo move. And I mean, listen, Ronaldo has been in, in pretty poor form, so I, I don't think it's insane um, sure. to do that and just be like, you know what, even in a double game, like I don't want it. But realistically, I'm not dropping Ronaldo before two home fixtures in a double game. Like that's just not something I'm going to be doing. I may not captain him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may captain Bruno instead um, just because I don't really trust Ronaldo right now. But mm-hmm. to actually just drop him completely, that feels a little, a little bit much. It's not what you're about, Josh. It's not who you yeah, are now now and it's like we're we're kind of like opposite sides of the coin on the midfielder debate and on the forward debate because I do not have Ronaldo and I think they yeah, are the, the sentiment is if you have hold him and if you do not have Ronaldo uh yeah if we go back to those double fixtures in 25 for Manchester United Southampton and Brighton yep Southampton on their day, sure. You know, they can, they've certainly shown they can play a decent defense against Manchester City. Now, United is a totally different ball of wax. Uh, yep. Brighton, absolutely going to be a tough fixture for a team like Manchester United to score a lot of goals. So I think that's pretty simple to make the case that you don't need to worry about Ronaldo and his yep. effective ownership, the captaincy, et cetera, if you don't already have him. So you don't have any Man United players? I don't. I mean, I think at this point, if you're like me and you don't have Manchester United players, maybe David De Gea starts to look like the most prime option. I, don't know. I mean, as somebody who's had De Gea yeah. the last eight game weeks or so, nine, it's it has not been a lot of fun. I I, uh, I don't think it, I I don't imagine it has been fun. I think the rationale there is he's the easiest one to just quickly drop into your team without much surgery, and sure. there will be managers out there who have Ramsdale for Arsenal, and they're going to be uh, with blank fixtures coming up. Okay. Let's see. Arsenal don't play in game week 25. They may not play in game week 27. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, or if you're like me, I have Mendy and Mendy continues <laughs> to progress through the African cup of nations. And um, so I, you know, I, I, I think, I think there are people out there fishing around for goalkeepers. So that's where De Gea comes in. Yeah. Ben Foster. We'll see if he comes back for the Ben Foster feels like a Roy Hodgson sort of guy. They're about the same age. So oh yeah, like they can trade team. war yeah. stories for sure. Peer to peer, yeah. Yeah, I mean Bachman has not taken advantage of Foster's uh, being out injured, and I guess he um, had a positive COVID test, which is why he missed the first fixture of the double. So he should, yeah. he should in theory be back. Yeah. Oh, totally. For well, you, for the you, uh, if, for this the last you, fixture of this game week. If you let Josh Sargent drop a brace on you, uh, by the way, did he not get called up? Is he not? No, he, he did not get called up. I've, you know, the geniuses that are, uh, you know, running the U.S. I team, where they think yeah. Jesse Zardes from the Columbus Crew is going to be banging him <laughs> this in. This is why. <laughs> this is why you and I can't talk about the U.S. men's team on this podcast yeah. because a we we would just talk about it for like thirty minutes, and b it would be uniformly negative, just like yeah. start to finish. Uh, no, there was yeah. some some people were haranguing the U.S. men's Twitter feed for big upping our coach Greg Burhalter for wearing these custom uh, Air Jordan 1 Air Force 1s uh okay. for the match not a single tweet when Josh Sargent braces uh and gets his first Premier League goals 
um, yeah. of his career. So there's like certainly no love happening right there for Sargent. Yeah. I mean, I have no love for Greg Berhalter, uh, and, his, Who does? and the double G's, uh, because he has three G's in his first name, right? Isn't it G R E G G? It's too many yeah. G's, you know, it's, that's plain and simple. Um, all right. So we got a couple other pieces of news, uh, Lampard in at Everton, Hodgson in at Watford. I am underwhelmed. It's a Tory explosion of managers <laughs> in the premier league. Yeah. The, the, the Lampard to Everton is interesting. I, I guess, um, Wayne Rooney came out and said that he was 100% approached by Everton. Now, did Everton offer him the job? I don't know for sure, but Rooney said he wasn't going to entertain the idea because he still has a job to do at Derby. I mean, the job will be seeing them down to League One, sadly. Uh, We had Uh, fun watching him manage, uh, didn't we, at the 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 football factory? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Lampard, I don't know. What do you think about this appointment? I mean, Lampard certainly left everybody a bit cold. But he has at least, you know, I guess I'll say this for Frank through, you know, going back to his time at Derby and uh, which he's had a completely different experience there than Wayne Rooney's having. And at Chelsea, he had his moments like he's got that sort of like, I'm going to bring passion to this club sort of ethos. It just, yeah, I mean, it's it, the fact, I mean, just the fact that Tuchel came in and they became so much better almost instantly, you know, yeah. is coloring my perspective on him a little bit. It's and it's hard damning. for me not to, it's a little damning. And it's hard for me not to be a little, you know, but, but again, I mean, I t- he took Derby to the championship uh, final, right. They almost, they almost won. I think it was a one nil match and, you know, and, and so I think, you know, he could, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, he gets some credit, I think for promoting Mason Mount, who's, who's honestly, uh, you know, one of the few, mm-hmm. um, you know, one, one a young players really come through and played well. Uh, one of the few, I feel like, in any of these top clubs, like a homegrown player. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, and, and Reese James, I suppose, a little bit too. But he also kind of made some weird, I mean, right? Like, uh, just like casting aside Aspilicueta and Conte and Rudiger, like three mm-hmm. kind of brilliant players, right? Yeah. Just because he kind of wanted to win his way. It's like, it, it, it concerns me a little bit. And so, I, you know, if I, I, his team's attacked. They didn't defend at Chelsea, right? Or at least mm-hmm. they didn't defend well. And so, um, you know, whether that's on him or, or I don't really know. I mean, but it feels like, uh, so as far as the Everton stuff goes, I mean, you know, it's in Vandebeek's there too. So maybe Vandebeek becomes his Mason Mount, you know, Wouldn't that, be awesome? Mount. that would actually be kind of cool. If Vandebeek went to, it goes to Everton. I think it's like, it's like almost surely going to, you know, it's, it's like almost deal done for mm-hmm. Fabrizio Romano. And so, um, you know, if he went in there and started banging in goals, I think that'd be fantastic. I'm, I'm rooting for him. I like, you know, like. Why not? He's been buried for two years in the bench. Like that can't be very fun. much so. Rooting for yeah. him, and I am rooting for Everton. It feels it feels weird and not yeah. good for Everton to be struggling yeah. the way they are. I don't care for it. I don't like it either, and I I think they'll be fine. I mean, lots of injuries obviously this year, and you know, but they have El Ghazi now too, so a real a, a infusion of of solid attacking players. Right, mm. move Bruce Rondon way down to the bottom of the uh, <laughs> the becking order. Uh, Bruce Rondon. Is his name Bruce? Solomon Solomon Rondon. Is I like Bruce, Bruce better. Is there a guy named Bruce Rondon? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a pitcher. He's a former uh, – he's a, he's a reliever who pitched for the Detroit Tigers. That's how I know yeah. Bruce Rondon. Well, okay, yeah. so, yeah. so my, my overall takeaway from all of this that's been mm-hmm. discussed from Lampard to El Ghazi to Van de Beek yeah. is yeah. 
we very well might get to talk about Dominic Calvert-Lewin very seriously as a fantasy prospect in the coming weeks, which yep. um, is marvelous because we've we've had no forwards to pick from, you know, below yeah. a certain rate. So that's good news. Yeah, I mean, it's he hasn't looked awesome in the first couple, you know, matches back, and I, I'm hoping that that does that does turn around a little bit. So I think that one's fine. I mean, I think the the Hodgson to Watford. I mean, honestly, they should have, that should have been the move they did. 10 weeks ago or 15 weeks ago or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a, uh, if they weren't, I mean, they're in trouble. I actually feel like of the available managers, it's, it's like, it's not exciting, but it's, I, it seems like a pretty smart it's practical. Yeah. It's practical. Yeah. And it's interesting as a club like, like Watford, who seem to have made like a series of impractical managerial appointments for them to go Hodgson as maybe them turning over a new leaf. I mean, I might suggest this is bad news for fantasy, you know, kind of what we know of of Hodgson is he he favors organization, which tends to skew more defensive. So is our right. you know our Dennis and Josh King going to be as you know you know beloved in air quotes yep. to us fantasy managers as they have been in the first half of the season? I don't know. I'm a little I'm a little frightened. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, but they're so cheap, you know. Mm-hmm. I wish I didn't have both right now. That's, I, I don't really love having King and Dennis. <laughs> the double really yeah. was the rug being pulled out from from under Just us. Brutal. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Ronaldo blanked last weekend made it a little bit better, right? I mean, I ended up on a minus one uh, from Dennis, and Ronaldo would have had two points, and I almost definitely would have captained him, right? So, you know, if, if you if you are able to be clear about this, it was really a three point difference. Like, I guess, I mean, that's I guess I would have captained Josh King. That would have been the other. Like, you know, I, I mean, if there was no double game week at all, right, I wouldn't have, yeah. I wouldn't have brought in kinks so anyway, you know, it's just, just kind of a mess. And so, um, and then, um, yeah, what else is new? Uh, what else is, what else is new? Uh, <laughs> Liverpool signed, uh, Luis Diaz and there's, there's a really great athletic article on him. If you're an athletic subscriber, I highly recommend reading it. It's kind of interesting deal. It was something that Liverpool had been, um, looking at doing and apparently per this article it was kind of a now or never move and so they decided to um strike and bring him in and so um yeah it's kind of exciting he's way in international duty so i think we're, we have a couple of weeks before we really have to you know think too too seriously about him but he was absolutely burning it up um in the in the portuguese league and um i, I had pulled up his stats earlier but i you know something like um uh, if i can just uh vamp here for a minute brandon i uh, go on yeah coming yeah coming from yeah. porto mm-hmm. um and just like overarching on diaz uh, he he plays yeah. a, predominantly on the left so the right. question for for liverpool supporters is is does he displace anybody like jota did mane and sala sort of shift around um, does Klopp uh, sort of reprogram Diaz and play him a little more centrally? Yep. Uh, so there are some unknowns here. I think I think we we have the benefit of waiting and seeing. I think Klopp has a history of bringing in players and then like slowly you know, reprogramming them and getting them into his way of thinking. And yeah, I mean he's he will have the great benefit of being under one, an elite manager like Klopp. He's gonna. I don't think there's any way he doesn't get better under no, Klopp. So, I, so that, I think that's so. exciting. I, I think so too. I think it probably means that Sadio Mane leaves this summer or is at least, you know, shopped around it. I don't really know what it means for fantasy in the short term, probably not that much. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's interesting to me that it's, he's uh, 25, um, you know, joins uh, after 
sort of tearing it up in the, in the Portuguese Liga. And uh, it was only, you know, it was two years ago this month, Brandon, when a 25-year-old who was tearing up the Portuguese Liga joined uh, the Premier League, and that was Bruno Fernandes. And so, you know, uh, just a different club. Uh, Bruno joined from from Sporting. But uh, nevertheless, you know, sort of interesting like this. I, I actually think he can end up being a really important player um, or important, you know, person in the Premier League, um, important player for Liverpool. Um, and so it's an exciting signing. Just it's like, you know, I, I was saying to you earlier, I just it's always fun to have real talent during the Premier League and have them not go to Man City uh, right. or or soon in Newcastle, I guess. Right. Like it's uh, I'm still not quite ready for Newcastle being the great superpower in the world. I know I, say, I feel like I say this in every week on the podcast, sure. but but so far there's something like Dan Byrne. Right. So I think we're I think we're. Uh, we got a little ways to go still, but I mean, I actually think that Dan Bernstein is pretty smart. Like, sure. I don't know. You know, quality center back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So a couple other bits of news. We'll talk more about Luis Diaz soon. We'll see what, you know, what, what his price comes in at this week. Um, Erickson to Brentford, Christian Erickson. Apparently that's, that's almost across the line. That's kind of cool. I mean, I don't know what you would expect from him in the short term. Probably not that much. Uh, I also didn't know he'd ever play again. So it's cool to see. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. cool to see him yeah. sign for anyone. That yeah. was one of the scariest. I remember my mom was actually visiting uh, during the Euros last year. And uh, just, you know, I don't watch a lot of, of international football with my mom, but that moment they, you know, they, we they captured it live on TV right before they yeah. kind of never showed it again. Uh, it was terrifying. It really was. And so, um, yeah, it'd be great to see him play. And then, uh, your boy, Brandon Voot Veghorst, uh, it looks like that's Voot, done Voot. and dusted for, for Burnley. And so that'll be fun. Ne- Netherlands striker. I was saying to you on the Patreon pod this week that I'm, I'm excited about this one because I had him in the goal scorer challenge. Sure. Over a good the Euros moment. Not a bad yeah, one. Exactly. Good. Yeah, exactly. Nice contrast there. Mm. Um, so I am excited about that too. I, 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 I honestly, he's an improvement on Chris Wood. So I think that's a good, that's a good bit of business for Burnley. You um, just can't resist a dig on Chris Wood. Can you? <laughs> I, I can't No, And he hasn't done anything at Newcastle since he joined either. Sure. Has. Um, uh, uh, my boy, Anthony Martial has left for Sevilla. Yeah. Uh, we shan't see him again. I can't imagine. I know it's a loan deal, but it's a very depressing video of Martial arriving at the Sevilla airport. Um, I don't know if it qualifies as an international airport or not, but, uh, was there a connecting flight? Yeah, within I'm Spain sure. I'm not sure. to France, maybe, you know, I bet, I bet international. Yeah. But he, you know, he was masked up and gave a very, uh, sort of, um, uninspired thumbs up to the press. So off he goes, okay. there he goes into the sunset. Goodbye. I, I know you haven't had a lot of fun the last several years. Yeah, neither have maybe. we. Yeah. Neither have we. Uh, we talked about Van de Beek and then uh, Aubameyang. Talk about failing upwards. Aubameyang <laughs> look, looks likely to join Barcelona. Was uh, he tomorrow. in Adama Traore's uh, suitcase or oh, something? Yeah, How did I forgot he about. This? I forgot about Traore. I didn't even add Traore. That's a crazy bit of news. Like, that's so sad. <laughs> Bye-bye, Adama, man. Yeah, you'll be missed. What a wonderful... What? Fun I player. Mean, yeah, you know? yeah, that yeah. guy. Wonderful and fun are probably mm-hmm. the two best words. And yeah. you know, and 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 talented in in, in moments. Uh, uh, we yeah. Uh-huh. You're not a great fantasy asset, but it was always fun. I mean, I, I just, you know, I mean, I have a recent memory of this, right? It was just when he came on and just absolutely skinned Luke Shaw alive. Like basically mm-hmm. like meant like Luke Shaw couldn't play for Man United again after <laughs> after he came on. He got Chris yeah. Smallinged. Yeah, um, yeah. No, but yeah. it's it's a loan for Traore, so, you know, he may be, he may be back. But, you know, That's Barcelona true. was where 
it was the uh, La Masia was the academy that he went through. So it's a homecoming. It's a homecoming. Yeah. For him. I was surprised. I didn't, I somehow had never heard that. And so that's, that's kind of interesting. So anyway, that's, that's what's happening. There's lots of other news. Uh, obviously the deadline closes tomorrow. And so we, you know, if there's any other big news that comes through, uh, we'll let you know, um, in next week's pod. Usually, uh, the, I feel like Jan- the January deadline isn't usually as crazy. You'll get a handful of loan deals, uh, that we'll see tomorrow, but I don't think we're going to see anything too surprising that, we didn't already know about the Luis Diaz one did come out of nowhere for me, at least mm-hmm. uh, just as someone who's not following Liverpool's transfer business. That's a, I, I think that's really the most significant uh, bit of news. Um, Patreon, Brandon, I mentioned the Patreon podcast mm-hmm. we did earlier this week. We had a fun one. Kevin asked us anything pod a couple days ago. Um, we had an NFL versus FPL pod a couple weeks before that. That was a lot of fun as well. So we've been trying to mix it up a little bit in this kind of interregnum period. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so go to patreon.com. So I always cheating to support the podcast, get an extra podcast each week, become a member and you join the uh, Dean's List Manager of the Month Award. Brandon, interesting question, I suppose – we have to extend the January Dean's list into the final fixture of game week 23. Don't we? It feels like, gee, I don't know, but will the site, you know, we go, we go by the site, Josh. I mean, mm-hmm. we have to, uh, all of our liability gets put onto fantasy.premierleague.com. Um, you know, yeah. I, I'm, my lawyer is looking at me from across the room and then telling me, <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Don't yep. take any responsibility here. Yeah, So gonna we're going to go by the yep. site. I think. Okay, all right, we'll go by the site. So more and more to come on that in, uh, next week's pod. Uh, the Week in Review newsletter and uh, Make Fantasy Fun Again t-shirts, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, shout out uh, to the entire Slack community. I like to do this every week, Brian, just mm-hmm. with energy and cheerfulness. Yeah. And uh, shout out to our newest patrons, producer Zerkan, new producer this week. Welcome, Zerkan. Yeah. And Sir Top Chai, our guest on last week's pod, became a Patreon supporter. So that was very sweet and nice and nice gesture. So thank you, uh, Tim, for doing that. Brandon, let's take a break and we'll do our Kings of the Game Week mid-season review. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, Ben, we're back. So as I have noted at the top of the podcast, these are the kings of the game week. These are the highest scorers in each game week, the top 11 players. Um, I suppose you could have like three goalkeepers that were all the highest scorers. So they pick they pick one keeper. It'd be kind of cool, actually, the kings of the game week had like 11 keepers uh-huh. one time. You know, just just so, you know, a weird 11-0-0-0 formation. <laughs> um, so game week 12 is where we're going to start. We're going to take it all the way through game week 23. Uh, obviously game week 23 isn't completed yet, but Kings so far, Brandon, the Kings to be, uh, is where we'll end things here. So game week 12, this brings us back to November 20th. Now it's kind of funny because we're talking about a a 12 game weeks here, right? 12, 12 game weeks played. November 20th is only two months ago. Like it is not that long ago, but it feels like an absolute eternity, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. It was, was was that pre Omicron? Um, yeah. Pre Omicron. Yeah. Was it, was it pre matrix revolutions? Uh, pre, yeah, for sure. Pre, pre Thanksgiving (laughs) as well. I think the, um, yeah. What was even out by that? I think Dune was out. So there you you could see Dune, but not licorice pizza. That's where we were (laughs) in game week 12. (laughs) So, uh, it was, uh, it was really when five at the back was thriving. I mean, it's, it's funny now. I think I've, I've been, I've just been like fielding three defenders again, like yeah. usual, you know. Uh, but this is the moment when it was really, uh, maybe, maybe this was the peak five at the back game week, honestly, yeah. Brandon. You had, um, I remember that match because you had a, um, a Chilwell to Rudiger goal that was mm-hmm. scored um, very early on in that match. And then, uh, and then James picked up an assist himself later. And so the Kings that week were, um, the, the actual king was Tyrone Mings. Your boy, Brandon. Naturally. The, uh, Love you, yeah, Mings. Yeah, yep. Uh, goal, assist, and three three bonus points. But you had uh, Trent with 15, Rudiger with 14, James with 12, Kinsella with 12. So it was really, this was the end mm-hmm. of, it was really the end of the beginning of the FBL season, right? <laughs> yeah. But it was certainly the end of Chelsea's defensive mm-hmm. uh, you know, stranglehold on fantasy yeah. because as we go through the the future yeah. game weeks, you know, James is not going to appear again. Nope. Uh, Chilwell nope. is not going to I don't think Ruger will either, uh, very unlikely. Maybe in that Leeds match. I can't remember. We'll see when we get there. Uh, yeah, there are two, two Chelsea defenders. This is a little bit of a teaser. Who appear in future game weeks? Neither of them um, are Rudiger. Oh really? Okay. Well, there you go. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Tiago Silva must must crack that list. It's, anyway, let's we'll wait to see. Uh, yeah. And then through the middle, it's it's a real motley crew. Brandon Sadio Mane, who has who has really been an irrelevant fantasy asset this mm-hmm. season. Uh, Pierre Emil Hoiberg uh, and Sergio Canos. Uh, Emmanuel Dennis. This was still when we weren't sure about Dennis, even though he was scoring <laughs> mm-hmm. every, like, literally every week. Yeah, we're like, yeah, yeah it was like like that, that girl in school where you're, you you notice her a lot in math class, and and you're not really sure what that sensation is that you're feeling. Um, only you know, in in future future classes, will you realize you have a crush? 
Johnny Manuel, Dennis. <laughs> so, um, so Dennis will talk about more, and then then Christian Benteke, who uh, I get annoyed every time he st- scores because he stole LeBron James's celebration, and I <laughs> think it's very annoying. Yeah, it's like you're here cool. on move, dude. Um, so yeah, I, you know this th- that's interesting. Let me talk about the story of the season. This was kind of the end, right? Let's move on to game week 13 and we'll see how things change quickly here. Brandon. I will say just, um, mm-hmm. I, I think you're, you're right to zero in on the five across the back, but Jose saw in goal for wolves right. is an interesting one because, yeah. you know, as we're now thinking about wild cards for later in the season, saw and wolves defense is still yeah. a thing. So that yeah. story has been with us, uh, as a reminder for a few months now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think that, it's like there's something about wolves that I have found. I don't enjoy watching them this season, right? Like uh, Jimenez hasn't been at his best and um, they don't really have a midfield, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like it's weird. Like, I, you know, uh, how do you, it's a little bit like Spurs where it's like, how does this work without a midfield? You know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, Neves and Matinho are just like the most unsung heroes. I know that's the that's last true. three seasons. That's aren't true. They? Matinho in particular, right? Mm-hmm. He's been terrific. I mean, he, and he signed him and he was like 30 when he signed with them, you know, it's, yeah. he's, he's an awesome player. Um, all right. So let's move on to, uh, to game week 12 though, Brandon, um, the or game, week game week 13, 13. Yep. right? Lucky 13. Yeah. And there's that man again josh jose saw right at the right at the top there he's getting better and better he's gone from eight points to 10 points in game week 13 we got ourselves a double arsenal defense here too this was the moment arsenal started to make a move brandon around this time mm-hmm. where suddenly it, everything started to click a little bit you had um i mean Tavares maybe less so but certainly mm-hmm. but tomayasu and just like it was like they kind of just they really did a great job actually strengthening their defense uh, over the last year or so. And um, it's, you know, interesting to see um, that we, you know, we have double defense and then we have Robertson and Van Dyke as well. So still pretty strong uh, through the back. The top scorer this week was James Madison, who just, just goes to show with Madison. He is like the most up and down mm-hmm. fantasy player. Like you can't completely ignore him because he's, he, he scored 16 points if we had the high score for game week um, for game week 13. But I have never enjoyed having him in my team because yeah. I just don't like his consist like the lack of consistency. It just drives me crazy with him. Um, but he has been good recently too. So I don't know. What do you think about James Madison? Yeah, I haven't had the same experience. I've had a few game weeks in the last uh, season or two where I've gotten points off of James Madison. So there's, I have, there's some, I could recall some, some good, good things for him. And I think my, 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 my my sense is that he's in true blue form at the moment. Um, and I feel like the first half of the season, he just wasn't getting any minutes. He was still getting into fitness. I, I am optimistic about James Madison and, you know, and, not, and you've not, been very, you've been very down on Pats and Daka, even though he continues to score all the time. Are you, are you softening a little bit in your anti? This is such stance? a fake, this is such a fake, fake news from you. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not down on Pat. I'm not, I'm not down on him. I'm just not, I'm not buying him as a fantasy asset right yeah. now. The two we goals just, that he yeah, scored yeah, yeah. are, you know, you've got to be in the right place at the right time. I accept this, but they're not exactly yeah. goal. They're not goals that he's going to be able to mm-hmm. repeat again and again. This is what I loved about Ian Nacho last season was he was scoring goals week in week out that you could see him repeating. And I'm, you know, while I believe Daka is a good player and obviously an amazing signing for the club, and he's going to be a player that we're going to be talking about for seasons to come, I would suspect, yeah. now doesn't quite feel like the right time to me. Prediction. By, by the end of this season, 
you will have brought in DACA before I bring in DACA. Yeah. Because that is always how it goes with this stuff, that I am in on somebody, or I, I'm excited about somebody, you are not, and then somehow you're the first person to bring them in. You you get you get convinced, and then you, you, you have like a zealot's, you know, excitement. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see what happens there. I think that, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's, I, he's, he's, there's just, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, Geez, I'm just like that was like nothing. That was that was like a, a 30 seconds of me saying nothing at all. Uh, I'm excited about Pats and Doc. He's not even on this King of the Game Week for 13. But this is what uh, I'm saying. He's yeah. not. He's not in any of these Kings of the yeah, Game Week. Yet, yeah, yet here we are talking about this guy. <laughs> well, it's it's because we had Madison and Vardy both uh, make this list, and they they both played Watford, and that's a that's a story you'll see as you look through all these Kings of the Game Week. Because playing Watford is usually uh, the path to, uh, to the the path to becoming king. Brandon, all roads <laughs> all roads lead through lead through. Uh, sure. Yeah. What is the Vicar? Where, where did Watford play? I forget what the name of their stadium Vicarage is. Vicarage Road. Yeah, Vicarage yeah. Road, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, this this game, you know, Emmanuel Dennis, there he is again, Son, Dennis, both both appearing twice now, just in, just in two game weeks. Uh, and then you got Gundo, who just, is, he's like the classic um, player is going to pop up now and get, you know, yeah. but he kind of back to what he was before. A little higher ceiling than before, but it's still that kind of 3, 4, 16, 1, you know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> seven uh just like you know a little too you know if, he, if he's 5.5 million it's fine but at, at you know it had his kind of bumped up price this year he's just not worth worth having in fantasy and then john mcginn has had probably a little slightly underrated season yeah. he had a few a few good moments definitely um yeah up front up front josh vardy and dennis dennis mm-hmm. again uh you know doing the double like jose saw here yeah i had one player in this king of the game week outfit can you guess the player you had one player in this King of the Game week. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, was it Jota? No. Interesting. Uh, I, I, Tomoyasu? No, no, Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy, which oh, takes us Vardy. back to our right. Leicester, our right, Leicester right. striker conversation. Yeah, so, that's there right. You go. Yeah, that was you were kind of zigging on everybody else's zagging for a while there, right? Like it's sort of yeah. Vardy has not done you good the last couple of years. He did me real dirty this dirty. season, yeah. where he yeah. just like really totally went off the boil. I think directly after this game week. Yeah. I think before that too, it was like he had a right, he, how he, he teases people, you know, <laughs> late period Vardy. He doesn't yeah. have quite the same consistency. All right. Game week 14. Finally, the man himself appears, Brandon, the king of the game week. It's Mohammed Salah. Are the uh, Egyptian, go Egypt in the semifinals. I'm the Egyptian king that. is yeah. the king yeah. of the game week. That's right. Exactly. So he uh, picked up 15 points. Still a little low, I think, for the the high school. We're at, we're at 15s now, right? I feel like uh, I want to see a I want to say like a 25 pointer at some point here in the, these Kings of the Game Week. So Mosal was the high scorer in Game Week 14. This was uh, November 30th, right? So this was after Thanksgiving here in the uh-huh. United States. Uh, we settled and we watched uh, Mez- Melier. Uh, pick up eight points. Yeah. Uh, Liam Cooper, 12 as well. Go on, Liam. So you have to look back. So that was, that was, that, I think that was the first clean sheet that, that Brighton had, uh, the season, or the Leeds had the season. They, they, they actually, it was the second in a row. Uh, and they, they kept a clean sheet at home to Crystal Palace. Uh, there was one Rafinha goal scored in that match. Was that the goal? Was that the match where Rafinha scored a goal Late in like penalty. the 92nd minute? Yeah, that was, that was fantastic. Uh, no, I just brought him in that week, and uh, that was a, that was a great moment. Um, so yeah, I was at the gym when that happened. So how about that, Brandon? That really put you uh, 
Right. Am I creating a scene for you here? I you can, know, see, you can it, see it. Yeah. 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 What do you just, have like, uh, were you drinking a Red Bull, some water? No, just going on the elliptical. I know I should drink no more fluids water of any kind. I, no fluid. <laughs> I, I mean, they have water. I have a water bottle that I bring. I actually should drink more. I need to drink more water. Okay. okay? Sure, Both of we us all do. do. Yeah, yeah we definitely. All do. Yeah. Um, so then uh, your boy Madison pops up again in game mm, four. There he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ronaldo. Well, there you go. I mean, we're all I mean, all the talk is about what a what a tremendous disappointment it is, Brandon. But there he is, crown uh, king. Yep, yeah, exactly. Thirteen points in, in game week fourteen. So and Bernardo yeah. Silva uh, begins his reign of terror on FPL mm-hmm. in game week in the, here in game week fourteen, where he yep. appears across the middle. I had one player this week as well, Josh. Can you guess who it was? Oh, I bet I can. I bet I can in this case, Brandon. Um, <laughs> I bet you, you can. Had, uh, oh, you had – oh, is it Mo Salah? Oh, yeah, that's the, one? the one. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, how funny to have two Leeds players. They, they were, there, was a t- there was a moment in our lives, Brandon, in our, in yeah. our recent lives, in the last seven weeks, where you had two Leeds players be the t- two of the top-scoring players in the game week. That feels – Hard to believe. I mean, two leads defenders at least feels feels hard to believe. Um, yeah, and then uh, they are the Madisons there again. Mount uh, and then Ronaldo. That was that was that brace that he picked up at home to Arsenal. That still one of the weirdest moments this season where uh, De Gea goes down with an injury or something, and Emil Smith Rowe is just like, well, what the hell? I'll just like boot this ball into the net. <laughs> like I know no one's playing any longer, but why yeah. not? And uh, yeah, the goal counts. One of the one of the weird. I mean, I, I, appropriate, I suppose, but one of the stranger VAR moments I think so far since since we've had VAR. I suppose they got it right. I suppose that's a, the classic. That's, that's like the best you can say about VAR. Usually, <laughs> I suppose they got it right. All right, game week fifteen, Brandon. We're into December now. Omicron uh-huh. has started to spread across the globe. Uh-huh. There he is, <laughs> and for the second time in four weeks, Brandon, we have an Aston Villa player <laughs> as the king of the game. No, this Aston is... Villa defender. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a different one. It's Kansa. If you had told me when I started putting this together that we'd had two Aston Villa defenders leading the charge in, in fantasy, I, I don't know what I would just tell you what I what I fluke this and what you know, it's part of the fun of it though, right? It's like sure. it, right. It's like you want so you need a little randomness to keep it fun. All of so, this defense yeah. from goalkeeper yeah. to the five, it's another five across yeah. the back, kings of the game week. It is <laughs> an insane motley crew. Kansa. Yeah. Ben Davis from Spurs, yeah. uh, Davison Sanchez from Spurs, Kieran Tierney, and Shar from Newcastle. I'm trying to figure out how Kansa even got 17 points. That's like a weird number of points uh, to pick up. Like you have to, it's a weird. So he scored two goals, uh, but they, 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 but they also, um, they, 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 they did not keep the clean no, sheet. No, no yeah. clean sheet. Okay. So the, the two goals and then, um, he missed the, the uh, he missed like points. the point after touchdown or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I guess that would be at 12, 13, 14, two like two appearance points and then three bonus. That's that's how you get to 17. 17 the hard way, Brandon. I feel like mm-hmm. 17 is one of the more uncommon numbers, though. You don't see that very often. So. it truly is. And yeah. and Dubrovka in goal for to to complete Newcastle's <laughs> stranglehold on this Kings of the Game Week. Yeah, it just it just like leads the week before, right? Shar and Dubrovka back there. Uh Sun, who Another uh, slightly, you know, son, poor son, just with injuries and and kind of a he was like the lone player, kind of keeping, you know, kind of keeping Spurs together the first, you know, handful of matches of the season, and then 
uh, Conte comes in, looks like they might have found something that works, and then boom, instantly out with an injury. So, um, yeah, and and out of the Europa Conference League, Brandon, which I think is is probably the, the hardest thing for for Spurs fans to stomach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's there's Fred too, Brandon. Fred with an eleven hey, pointer. Yep, yep. And then Bernardo once again too. So two weeks in a row now we're seeing Bernardo in this. Uh, I think this is the week where everyone thinks Bernardo is undeniable at this moment, yeah. and then I we can't believe I got sucked into bringing in Bernardo. Like it was really despite my better judgment, you know. But yeah. you, you know why I did it? I did it because of Gundogan last year. Right. right. And I, sure. I remember, and there was some comment that Bernardo even said, he, or he said to me like, well, you know, last year Gundo was the one moving forward getting goals and this year it's my turn or something like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, just like classic gambler thing. I was like, Oh, that sounds like he's really, he really wants goals. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> I, better, I better bring him in. Uh, and I think I got one assist out of him through, you know, 10 weeks or something like that before I, before I dropped him. Um, all right. Now we're into December. Don't forget about Neil Mape up front, uh, just doing Mape. cleanup with nine points. He's, uh, he, uh, the only king of the game week with fewer points than Mape is Dubrovka in goal. So, you know, you didn't yeah. finish last Mape. Mape is a player who I think probably gets crucified a little more than he should, right? I mean, he has seven goals and three assists on the season. It's really not bad. I mean, it really is pretty good for a, for a 6.5 million forward. I mean, I don't know. He's going to probably finish one of 12 or 13 goals and, seven if he finishes like like 13 goals and seven assists like that's a that's a really strong you know finish for a for a mid-table you know forward i mean so i don't know and like he is kind of fun like he's you know he's he's kind of annoying he's annoying and fun and in equal measure you know i sort of (laughs) i had none of these players in game week 15 by the way uh, gosh, you know, I honestly, uh, I, I guess I could look right now, but I, I won't, I, I, I'm not sure if I had any of these players either. I don't, I don't think I would. I mean, of course I had concept, but that's like, you know, we all, we all had concept. <laughs> yeah. You tri- triple capped for sure. <laughs> all right. Game week 16, uh, Lester comes back. Mm-hmm. Madison is, uh, wow. he's denied King of the Game Week by Yuri Tielemans, but they uh, both yeah. score 16 points. Yeah. I think that was, what's the tiebreaker there? Yeah, it must be it must be bonus points, right? Like like the the bonus point okay. system, right? Uh, I think was that the match when when Tielemans scored that really extraordinary goal against um, Manchester United, maybe? What well, what was it against Manchester United? It was, it was like outside the box, like he kind of it was like a volley. Um, it was a really beautiful strike. I, I, regardless, he scored a, he scored a good goal around this time, and uh, yeah, Tielemans is a. It was is, Newcastle. Uh, Tielemans gets a brace. Yeah. Maddo with one goal and two assists. That's uh, but okay. Tielemans still yeah. walks away with three bonus points just by virtue of those those two goals. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I mean, Lester. I I honestly don't know that I've had any Lester players the entire season. I'm not even sure if I've had Vardy for for any moments this mm-hmm. season. So how strange to get to through almost two thirds of the season and not have a Lester player at any point. But it's been a really poor season for them it's yeah. really snake bitten and they, i mean they, you know, now i mean at least you know james justin's back which is kind of cool like he actually i i'd like to call people who are not your boy your boy but i think in the case of <laughs> justin he actually is somebody you've always really rooted Very for and much. pulled for so yeah yeah i just back. really enjoyed having him in fantasy last season and just watching him like just mm-hmm. such a spirited dynamic player really happy he's back uh, Masuaku cracks the Kings of the game week with that ridiculous strike, uh, versus Chelsea. Shass. Yeah. The Shass, but it looked, it looks so good. Let's pretend it was intentional, sure. you know, cause it looks, it looks so cool. Uh, I remember Antonio got like the ultimate cheapy assist mm-hmm. on that as well. The classic, just like play the ball mm-hmm. sideways, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, and then and then Tierney and Gabriel too, and I think that's in Ramsdale. Wow, a trio of Arsenal defenders, Brandon. That's a that's that's what is that? Thir- that's thirty three points of Arsenal right there. Thirty four points of Arsenal. That's a that's a lot of that's a lot <laughs> it's of Arsenal. Ours. Yeah, exactly. I I enjoyed having Ramsdale on my team. Uh, I I ultimately moved him, you know, because of some COVID stuff. But um, and I think he has come back to earth a little bit. But yeah. uh, he is. Um, I mean, I I think that you know the problem is he's, he's going to be too expensive next year. He's going to come in at like five. They're they're going to Emmy Martinez him. Right. And he'll be five point five million and no one's gonna want him. But if he if he starts off at five million next year, like straight into my team for sure. Which I guess Yeah, and I see Arsenal as a team that they're improving year yep. after year. I'm pro Arteta. Me too. Uh, so I think their defense could be and their team would be even stronger next season. So I, I think it's definitely one to monitor. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I just feel like uh I'm glad they they, they stuck with the project. Right. Like I, like what would have been the point of just, of, of sacking him, you know, yeah. like, like at least get Lampard in. Yeah, that's true. They could have brought Lampard in. So maybe, maybe we're, we're missing out. Um, all right, let's move on to game week 17. This is uh, December 14th, Brandon. Okay. So okay. I, I'm curious, I'm, I'm going to, I'm trying to remember if this was when the Omicron stuff really started to kick off in earnest. We had one, two, three. Yes, yeah, so we had seven matches played in uh, in game week seventeen. So yeah, I think the Omicron stuff was was officially was officially there, right? That would have been six teams that didn't play this week. So this is where we're really getting into the uh, the kooky zone here, right? Yeah. Like we only have so many teams that are able to accrue points. So, but the 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 lead score this week, I mean, it was it was a very uh, Oh, wow. There, I, I, I was looking at this for a second. I was like, oh, wait, I, I realized that the Kings of the Game Week, Brandon, can have more than three players from a single squad. They're not. So. They're following some of the FPL rules, but not all of not them. All yeah, we've got them. four yeah. city players in this team. Yeah. First time I think we've had a, uh, a quartet mm-hmm. uh, in, in our Kings of the Game Week reviews. This is thing. a 7-0 drubbing uh, yeah. of Newcastle by Manchester City. Man. So that's how these points get spread out between these four city players. It's a classic problem that you have in fantasy where – um, actually I, I it's Leeds. Sorry. It's Leeds. They, uh, they was killed it Leeds? seven. Okay. Nine. Yeah. Well, regardless, it's Leeds, Newcastle, kind of same idea where you have these matches coming up and you don't have a single player, uh, from, from the team. And you're like, well, I don't even really want to bring anyone in because the points are going to be so spread out, uh, that, you know, it's like they'll score three goals, but who knows who will score them. And then every now and then they have, there's a match where they just score seven and it's just like every single player yeah. uh, picks up returns. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah so, Oprah Winfrey yeah. style. You get a return, you get a return, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And then we got a we got a, a double um just villa just dominating the kings of the game week right now, Brandon. Uh, just uh, we got Ramsey and Watkins mm-hmm. uh now added to the the third and fourth villa players to crack our list. So mm-hmm. no fifth, because we had McGinn earlier too. So yeah. Maybe we'll get the whole squad in there by the end, Brandon. <laughs> I know that we're going to have a uh, Dean in a few weeks. So Coutinho yeah, yeah. must maybe might crack it as well. Yeah. yeah. We'll see soon. Actually, yeah, no, because so. he was denied that first assist. So probably not. Oh, did they chalk that off? Is that what happened? That's did, okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, all right. So yeah, we got uh Broja. This is the, the Broja emergence. And mm-hmm. uh, I like, I like seeing Romain Sace here as well, because I feel like he's always good for a 15 pointer, you know, every now and then it's sort of a pop up. And this was actually, I think where uh, I think if I remember correctly, this is the match where Leeds were down to like 
10 players basically. And they uh, were like, but they didn't have any, any COVID cases. And I think Bielsa came out and he was like, well, listen, we're going to play this match, but um, it's kind of unfair what's happening right now. And I think, I think they basically got thrown a bone with, with a couple of COVID postponements later on. Uh, I think to like make up for this seven nil (laughs) match uh, because it was, uh, you know, I like things obviously got a little more absurd from there. I think a lot of clubs looked around and said, well, listen, if we're, if we're down injuries, then let's just, let's just go ahead and, and claim and ask for COVID, you know, um, yeah. postponement. And so it really like the wheels kind of came off, uh, with, with the COVID stuff after this. Um, I mean, whatever, like it's, it's only, it's only football. It's not, you know, a global pandemic. So I don't, don't want to make it sound like they, there's anything <laughs> wrong with doing that, but, um, all right. So that brings us to game week 18, uh, which, which, Ooh, started on t- December 18th, Brennan. How do you like that for a little, wow. a little symmetry there? Interesting. Uh, Brandon, remember that quartet of Man City of Man City players from How could from you possibly week? improve on four city players, Josh? A quintet. What? No. <laughs> and you know what? Of these five players, I think that is there a single overlap between them? Sterling Mares. Only Mares, Brandon. So yeah, that's one, two, three, okay. five, yeah. six, seven, eight, nine. So you have eight, eight players, eight <laughs> different players from Man City. This one they did, weeks. they did smash Newcastle this week, four nil. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, a good back to back fixture for City. That's right. And uh, that was the match. I think Kinsella was serving a one match suspension. One of my real regrets this season was not captaining Kinsella for this, this particular match. Cause that was just, there was just no way that, that they were going to do anything but smash Newcastle in this one. And, mm-hmm. uh, he picked up an 18 pointer. I think solid. I don't know. If, was this the one, was this the match where Salah missed the pen possibly? Uh, I don't know. It was around that time. Anyway. Well, let's see. Uh, this game week Spurs play Liverpool to a two, two draw. And, um, no, solid does not factor into the returns at okay. all. So he Got blanks. But yeah, he, he blanks. Right. Might have been like his first blank of the season or something like yeah. that. He, had, he hadn't done it very often. I guess he blanked in that Burnley match. Um, so, yeah, you had five, five Man City players. Marcus Alonso pops back in. Uh, kind of a frustrating season for him, I feel like, for fantasy managers too. Like, you know, I mean, like, okay. Like, he can't, he has not been terrible, but he's, you know, not really super reliable. And, uh, Anyway, uh, we've got uh, Odegaard, Martinelli. Um, that was the um, that was that was actually a, that was a fun match. That was the everything is canceled. We don't even know if the Premier League is going to last anymore. Yeah. Oh wait, what the hell? Let's play this. Uh, let's <laughs> uh-huh. play this. It was the only match on that Saturday. I remember it was a twelve thirty kickoff here in the yeah. states, and uh, I think I might have. No, I, I didn't free hit, but I think I brought in somebody from from Arsenal for this match. I I, I don't think I. Oh no, I had Lacazette for this yeah. one, and Lacazette picked up a a real cheapy assist, like a like a maybe maybe shouldn't have got it. Picked up the assist for this one, and but that was the match. And Martinelli was like fantastic, and I think we all kind of got excited about Martinelli after that match, right? Like he's sure. so so great. Yeah, and and sadly he's he's kind of dropped off. I mean, I think he's earned the the consistent starts under Arteta since this run of form. Yep. And it's like it's just how it's just like how difficult it is to be uh, a high level professional footballer to keep stringing those performances together. I mean, Arsenal is kind of yeah. an emblematic of that with Smith Rowe, Martinelli, two players that have had spurts of, of genius, honestly. Yeah. Um, and you just can't do it all the way through an entire season unless you're freaking uh, Yaya Torre or something. Yeah. Yeah. And just to go back to the Arsenal Leeds match for a second, that was the match that was kind of a turning point for me uh, because I was, I, I mean, I, I was, I got frustrated after this as well, but it, 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 
that match, I just really enjoyed, right? I didn't really have anybody. Mm-hmm. I only had Lacazette. I didn't have Saka. I didn't have um, Smith Rowe. I didn't have uh, Martinelli, but I just enjoyed it. You know, mm-hmm. I, it was like all the fans were there, right? Unlike the other European uh, leagues, they, you know, they, they kept fans the entire time. It was a, it was a week before Christmas and, you know, it was like just there's a game on TV with fans in the stands, you know, and it was just I just enjoyed it. And it was sort of a moment for me where I was like, you know what, even if this fantasy season goes totally off the rails, I'm still enjoying watching the Premier League this year. And I know that's become kind of a, a theme that I've talked about before in the pop, which is that um, I'm enjoying the FPL a little less this year, but I'm enjoying the actual matches a lot more. Right. And that was really an example of that where I was like, you know what? FPL kind of frustrating for me this season. It's like all the postponements. Have been, I think many of us share the sentiment. I know, uh, but I'm having fun. Like I am having fun just watching the matches every weekend. And so if I'm going to continue to watch the matches and have fun, then I'm going to have the fantasy game as part of it too. You know. So sure. um, anyway, yeah. Jose saw in goal. I see you, buddy. That's a that's a hat trick for Sa so far. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we should. Yeah. If, if we were really good about this, Brian, we would have been keep, keeping a tally going of all the players and how often they appeared. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's move on to game week 19. It was the Boxing Day. Uh, Emerson Royal. I like he gets the full spelling of, and Lucas Mora. Why, why do the two Spurs <laughs> players get full spellings of their name and no one else? It's, it's last names for everyone else. Is that, is that a Brazilian thing or something? Like it, it very well might be. Yeah. yeah. Is, um, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's part of the contract with the new white hard lane. <laughs> the only two, the other nine players have just normal last yeah. names. on Sorry, here. Laporte. Yeah, exactly. Kieran Tierney. Um, so we have uh, we have Sanchez and goal, one of the rare. Now, this was a match where I I did. This was the match when I played my my free hit. Brandon. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it worked out reasonably well. I don't think I don't know how many players from this squad I actually had in my team. Uh, you got few. the full one hundred and forty four points from the, kings I did. Of the game. I right? maxed out. I did max out, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of a mix of. I guess is Laporte new too? I think that might bring us to eight total, eight or yeah. nine total uh, Man City players. Uh, Ward Prowse, you know, the model of consistency. Again, yeah. not a great fantasy player. It's a little bit like uh, John McGinn, honestly. You know, just, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you were saying with Yaya. Like, it's just the, these guys, these box-to-box guys. It's just, you know, they, you really can't have them in fantasy, ultimately. It's just not. It, it's like, it's it's like a, it's just too much of a gamble, right? Like, yeah, like one in every three or four matches, they'll do something, but like it's good luck picking the right one. You know, it's like a guy like Ward Prowse, like he's as likely to get 13 points against a really like a man city as he is Norwich, you know, like there's no, like with, with guys like with like dead ball guys like that, it's like, it doesn't really matter. Right. It's just like where you, where they get, you know, where a foul, you know, where they get, where a player yeah. gets fouled or whatever, you know, <laughs> like right. they, there's always going to be a handful of corner kicks in a match. Right. So it, it is true. Um, we've got some oddballs across the midfield, namely uh, Lap- uh, not Laporte, Jorginho. Um, yeah. 15 Pens, points, you know? Uh, yeah. Those, those pen guys, you know? 
Right. Does uh, he yeah. does he get two pens in this game? Let's see. It's a 3-1 uh, victory over Aston Villa, Jorginho with a brace, and yep. uh, Reese James with an own goal. Oh, that was a painful one. I forgot about that. <laughs> that was painful. That that was when I was like really in the muck in the mire, Brandon. Uh-huh. It was when the, yeah, when that one went through. And I think he was like the one player I kept on my free hit too. Uh, uh-huh. So I still love you, Reese James. Get well soon. <laughs> All right, game week twenty. We're getting close to January now here, Brandon. Game week twenty, uh, and we've only seen Mo Salah once, Josh. Is that interesting? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, if anyone's thinking about oh, I've got to I'm going to drop everything to bring Salah in. Remember, he's been terrible. No, I'm just kidding. But he has he has at least not been the top scorer in the Premier League every week the way it seemed like he was. The yeah, first a of take, the season. yeah, a takeaway there is Salah's value is his consistency. And so if you take his captain score, like if you double every week, he's getting eight points and you double that, then he's yep. right up there uh, with the kings of the game week every single week. And that's his value. Uh, but if you're not going to captain him, if you need more funds, you need more time. Yeah, I agree. I think the takeaway here is you can work around it for the short term. So um, looking at gaming uh, 20 here a little bit, we've got James Ward-Prowse again, two weeks in a row pops up. Mm-hmm. So maybe I, maybe I'm selling him short. Uh, Ronaldo picks up a, a 12 pointer. Mm-hmm. Edward gets a 12 pointer. Uh, or no, 14 pointer, excuse me. 14 is another one that's kind of hard to get. How do you get 14 points? Like you got to come off the bench and get two goals and an assist or something like for a forward 14 is kind of hard to come by Brandon. So I'm going to, I'm going to investigate while you look at the rest of this. Uh, okay. Well, if I'm looking game. at Jared Bowen has got a 14 pointer, this is the beginning of the Bowen assance right. and, uh, against right. Watford this week, he gets three assists and three bonus. Ooh, Wow. Oh, that's well, well done. Well done to him. Uh, this was, oh, Edward. Okay, so this was the Palace-Norwich match. I do I do remember this match uh, a little bit now. And he uh, had two goal. He had two assists mm-hmm. and a yellow card and a goal and three bonus. So that's, that's 14 points, the complicated way right there. <laughs> Um, yeah, anything else to say about, about game week 20? I, th- I think the defense is really odd. You've got Tariq mm. Mitchell from Palace, uh, Cucurella, who I think everyone has grown to love this season. One of the sure. more fun fullbacks, uh, new to the league. Yeah. And Amardi from yeah. Leicester. Amardi and Schmeichel representing Leicester. We haven't seen any Leicester yeah. defenders here, so God bless for keeping a clean sheet, guys. Yeah, I feel like Amardi is like, he started the season at $4 million. I'm curious what his price is now. He's down to 3.8. Kind of in that weird spot where the, the players who are actually kind of valuable end up getting cheaper and cheaper, weirdly, because they get bought and sold so much, you know? Mm-hmm. So Amardi probably still has a little bit of value. Um, you know, he still started... I don't know, about a dozen matches this season. And uh, the other one, of course, is uh, Samikas for Liverpool, who, yeah, uh, yeah, as long as Robertson is is healthy, uh, he's he doesn't really have a, a chance there. But, you know, he's one injury or extended suspension away, right? I mean, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven stars in the season. But Samikas is down to 3.7 million. So he's kind of that fun player where on a wild card, he can be kind of useful because he's like end of the bench fodder. But you could also possibly get a chance to start him at some point. Now, this was hinted at at an earlier game week, but do you remember how Casper Schmeichel came to get 15 points in this game week? Is there a pen save? It must have been a pen save involved, yeah, right? against yeah. a widely captained Mohamed oh, yes, Salah. yes, right, of course. Oh, that was painful. Yeah, oh, truly. wow. Yeah, that was a painful match. I watched that match at the Monroe. 
uh, in uh, in Brooklyn, Brandon. That was uh, and uh, it was a very intimate space. It was like it was like one of those moments. I went there. It was kind of like the height of Omicron too. And I was like, should I be here? I, like the whole time, I was like, should I be here? Uh, and uh, yeah, but I I did go. And um, yeah, and then our friend Danny did get COVID like a week later. So there you go. <laughs> well, well, he's fine, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he's, he's fine. fine. <laughs> thank goodness. Yeah, thank goodness. But uh, possibly a little a little riskier than I than I should have been. But anyway, I, I went there and enjoyed myself. To a degree, I had captured Mo Salah, and mm-hmm. I, what I remember about that match was they showed that pen, penalty kick from the absolute most annoying angle, like the FIFA, the FIFA angle. Yeah, twenty feet behind the keeper. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, be, I mean behind the behind Salah, and it was like you couldn't even. It was like it's the second they showed that angle, I was like, well, he's gonna miss this. I was like, I, I was convinced he was gonna miss it just because the weird. Yeah. There's like a the free throw angle they use sometimes where I'm like, oh, if you're showing me this angle, mm-hmm. it's like the one that's like a, a top of the rim, and I'm like, anytime <laughs> you show this, the player misses the free throw, and uh, and then yeah, because he missed it, and then it was the double pain because he missed it, and then the ball went right back to him, but because he's four foot three, or, you know, not four foot three, five foot five foot five or whatever, he's you know he's quite short. Uh, he wasn't able to actually kind of get his head around it, right, and so he kind of I think he headed off the post, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, painful, painful day. If we move on now, Josh, to game week 21, uh, we've got a second appearance by uh, Lucas Fabianski. So Fabianski ah. 2, Mosala 1 in uh, our current Kings of the Game Week rankings. Yeah, and now we're into January, so that, that's that's it for Mosala. Yeah. Uh, wow, this was a great match to be sextupled up on West Ham players. <laughs> well, they, they actually, yeah. yeah, they beat the standard set by Manchester City, West Ham did. <laughs> so let's see, if we look at the fixtures in Game Week 21, it's, it's 3-2 against Crystal Palace, right. which is a weird right. scoreline to then highlight six players uh, yeah yeah it is kind of weird because i mean in in game week 21 um this was this game week 20 yeah game week 21 there were a total of three six seven there were all 10 fixtures were played so i don't i don't know what was happening here brandon this oh i guess i guess you know you know what you know here's what it was brandon it was a double game week (laughs) it was the west ham double Uh (laughs) that explains things a little more right Uh, so yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the the norwich fixture comes in and this is of course the uh the now famous bowen brace to round out the game week which everyone was just like i don't know what to think about this game week Mm -hmm. and then half of the fantasy premier league uh loved it by the end Mm -hmm. and half of them hated it if Antonio had just scored in that cross at the very end of that game, uh, yeah. then I would have, it would have, I like, I still have, this is close enough to, to, to today, Brandon, that I still have some nightmares about that and what that, what that could have done for my overall rank. Um, so anything else you want to say about game week 21? You got a roar slev uh, in there too. And always fun to see a complete unknown crack the Kings of the game week. Yeah. Another unknown, unknown Anthony Gordon of Everton. Yeah. That he had has, a great game. I remember that. He, yeah. yeah. He was just like all over Brighton in a, in a two, uh, uh, a Pyrrhic victory for Gordon two, three mm-hmm. uh, loss to Brighton. But he hasn't done much since. I'm curious to hear from Everton fans about what you think about of young Gordon. He looks like he could do something at some point. Yeah, and Mac Allister as well, Brennan. Do you know what what country do you think that Mac McAllister is from? Yeah, I do know the answer to this. I mean, it's similar to um, who, who's the Burnley Austrian legend. Um, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Uh, I know McAllister is Argentinian <laughs> right. because he was in the headlines this week. Apparently, uh, he was com- he was mentioning to Lionel Messi at Argentina's camp that some of the other Argentinians were calling him 
the Spanish word for ginger and he didn't care for it. So Messi takes everyone aside and says, don't call him that. He doesn't want to be called that. Please stop. So wow. Messi uh, is has a has a brother like bond with McAllister now. Congratulations for cracking the uh, the Argentinian national team. Yeah, too. That's that's impressive. Yeah. But uh, yeah, McAllister definitely sounds like a character who should be in Highlander, right? <laughs> like that, he he should be one of the people competing to be the final, you know, the last one standing. Sure, there can be only one, Brandon, as you know. Um, all right, so game week twenty two, kings of the game week. This one is fresh in many of our minds. Bruno. Fernandez, 23 points, the highest score for any mm-hmm. king of the game week in this in this mid mid-year uh look. Uh if you had if you had picked the perfect team, Brandon, you would have had 150 points. Now you did free hit this week, so you did pick the perfect team, right? Let's see if I go to um to to my game week 22. Um I got 57 points. So just 93 short. That's not, came that's up not a that little much. shy. Yeah, I think yeah. uh where did I go wrong? Well, I didn't have Jack Butland. Uh, that was my first mm-hmm. mistake, who yep. had 11 yep. points. Yep. Uh, nor did I have eight Nuri uh, mm-hmm. on 11. I missed uh, the hat trick from Jack Harrison, which was really my bad. Yep. Um, and Bergvine scoring two goals in like 10 seconds at the end of that um, Leicester match. Uh, another oversight uh, on my part. Yeah, just some weird, um, some weird names in this mixer. The Kane thing, at least you did have Kane. I did that, have Kane for sure. Mm-hmm. Outscoring Ronaldo by nine points, uh, despite the fact that Man United had a double, and that was just a weird. It was like really hard to know what to do there because the. I mean, I brought in Ronaldo for a hit. That's how. That's how, and then captain him. Uh, I just you know it's like it's just the press conference thing. I'm, I think I'm ever going to trust a manager. I say this all the time, and then I of course I just do again and again. But it's like Rangney was like, well, we. Should be fine. Like we think he's going to play, and then ah, uh, late fitness test. I mean, like fair enough. I'm not saying he's like a liar, but I, I'm not. I'm not not saying it either, Brandon. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Read between the lines, everybody. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, uh, but Bruno, that was the. I, I was happy for Bruno. I love Bruno, and I feel like the rival of Ronaldo has sapped him of his life force, um, and that bums me out because I just think that Bruno is an absolute blast to watch play, mm-hmm. and Ronaldo is not a blast. I mean, I don't know. Like he's not like, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not fun to watch him scream at his teammates. And, and, um, and it's also not fun to watch him be past his prime, honestly. You know, I mean, I, I can acknowledge happily and respect his, his genius on the pitch, you know, yeah. but this kind of, this version of him is just like, yeah, I know he can like pop up and score a game winner in a champions league, you know, match or whatever. I'm not saying he has no value to man United, but it has not been fun to watch him play this year. No, go to any, uh, you know, Sunday league, you've got a bunch of, um, you know, day tr- bankers and uh, yeah. people who just like ch- do jobs during the day and they go yeah. get together with a with a paid league with their friends after work. And it's not fun. It's a lot of people working out some issues, uh, really getting angry that they can't perform up to the level that they used to when they were in high school or uh, at college. Yep. And that's kind of where Ronaldo is right now. He looks like a guy who probably came from his finance job that he'd been hustling at all day. Yeah. And he's trying to re, uh, you know, re reclaim his greatness and he just can't do it. And he's taking it out on everybody around him. Yeah. I mean, that's, you said it. I mean, that's, that's kind of what, that's how I, that's, that's exactly what's happening right now. And I mean, you know, there, you know, I don't know. He's, he's, he's done it all. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, 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 you know, there's no, it's fine. Like this happens to all of these guys. I mean, yeah, just it, let you know, go. Yeah, exactly. But they can't, right. That's why Zlatan's yeah. still playing. Right? right. It's like, these guys can't, you know, when, why would you, 
like I, they retire high. Like who, who cares? Right. It's like, as long as you get, like, you get to play football, you get to play like a sport, you know, for a living, like seems fun. Great. Yeah. It does seem fun. Right. These guys you get like, to go to like great facilities and have people cook for you and yeah, keep uh, in the shape of your life. You also yeah. make like a couple hundred thousand dollars every week or more. Right. Yeah. In the case of some yeah. of these dudes. So yeah, yeah I, I get the appeal. I do. <laughs> <laughs> they're also like, they're also like our age, right. Or, or like a little younger, yeah. you know? And so it's like, they're like these gray beards and like, you know, I think it's a lot of times it's like the same age as me basically. So, um, all right. Anyway, that brings us down to game week 23. Still in progress, but we've got uh, Matinho, the current king of the game week. Oh, um, Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if any... So right now that we have no Wadford players, of course, uh, that crack that list, we'll see... We'll see if that changes. Uh, I suppose it's possible. Uh, there are no Burn. Oh, wait, no, actually, no, Pope. God, Pope was the player to have, right? He's got 10, <laughs> 10 with one more. Just Pope. You forgot go. about Pope. Pope doing Pope things. I know. You know a 10-pointer from Pope <clears throat> would have been no surprise, especially yep. in a double game week. Uh, but now he's, it is a surprise. He's going to have his moment, too. I mean, his price is annoyingly high at $5.4 million, But yeah. when you factor in how many matches they still have to play, yeah. uh, I think that we could we could definitely see... I mean, let's see, even with this double game week already that's happening this week, he still has four more matches, four more doubles to come home to Spurs, home to Everton, home to Leicester, away to Villa. So that's, that's probably at least 15 points right there across those four. So can you make a case for not getting Nick Pope on a wild card? If you play your wild card in the next few weeks? Well, maybe just because the price is so high, right? I think that there, you know, I, I, there might be a couple other keepers that you could rotate with doubles, like some cheaper keepers. Oh, yeah. um, so that's that's something we, which you talk about more as we as we get closer mm-hmm. to the wild card time. Now you are you were debating a wild card. Uh, are you if you played it or activated it or are you no? I was de- debating a wild card coming into this week that we're currently in game week twenty three. Right. Um, and what the reason I opted to not play it was because I was going to bring in players like Dean and Coutinho when LOL. Right. I was like, I'll, maybe I'll just bench them because I thought Everton with yeah. the new manager bounce uh, would certainly score against Villa. Yeah. Uh, I just wasn't sure how to read that match. So ultimately, I, I thought all like the big changes I was making to my team were on a wild card were going to end up on the bench. And then it was ultimately that Watford announcement where I saw an easy path to double up on Josh and Josh King and Dennis, Josh, um, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Too many Josh's in my life as yep. it is. Yep. One is enough. And, and, and you missed out on the obvious Josh Brandon, Josh Sargent, who finishes <laughs> as the, as the top forward in game week 23 with, with 13 points. It's always another Josh, isn't it? I know there's always another one coming around the corner. And then there, there he is, Brandon, our man, Tiago Silva, who I feel, I feel he finally scored. And it was like that match. He was destined to score. I, I, I feel like he had like three or four different chances where the, I don't know where Rudiger was on or all these, all these corners, but every corner there was, there was Tiago Silva, like yeah. just barely, barely missing a chance. So yeah. uh, he finished on 13. Interesting uh, note with Laporte on a 10 pointer in game week, 23 is Kings of the game week. Uh, you know, the quick tally, I mean, Cancelo, is is obviously the standout favorite, even by Kings of the Game Week standards. I think Kinsella is in at least three teams. Laporte in two, where I'm only seeing Ruben Diaz once. So, yeah. I, you know, a learning here is, you know, the narrative that's kind of like coming together for FPL managers of the home stretch is, is Laporte overlooked? Are we are too yeah. many people buying Diaz over Laporte? Yeah. And uh, it looks like Laporte has an edge. 
Yeah, and uh, just I was looking at his numbers. I mean, going back to game week two, he had 14 points in that game too, so he almost surely was a king of the game week. Then, so yeah, uh, three goals and two assists. He always you know, has had a little knack for attacking returns. Um, uh, you know, always really hasn't for a couple of years, Brandon. Uh, mm-hmm. He he kind of he turned into Jan Vertonghen at some point and <laughs> stopped picking up any returns. Uh, but he had three he had three and three his first his first year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's up. He's only five point seven million. I mean, just like looking at his history i mean he started the last three four five six i mean started the last nine matches for man city so i mean it's pretty clear that he is you know i don't know the champions league always screws things up a little bit but yeah. he's so cheap that you probably could consider double i you know especially for someone like me who just i'm really i know a lot of people are still kind of high on on man city midfield and forward assets and um i'm just not um I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to like, just, I, I don't like the stress of it. I don't enjoy it. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, for like a one-off home to Norwich type match, um, I'll mm-hmm. definitely consider it, but just like week in and week out, it's just not fun for me to have Man City midfielders. I, I, I don't want to play that game anymore. Not until we've got like one super consistent. I mean, Kevin De Bruyne, I suppose is the one, but he's just so expensive. And I, I've got Bruno already and they're both going to turn into Mo Salah at some point. So it's like, you know, miss my window. Yeah. How about John Joe Shelby? I look back at game week 17. There he is in Kings of the game week. And I mean, God, of all the people to get a King King brace, it's John Joe. Mm-hmm. Well, John Joe, uh, he's a fun player, Brandon. Uh, maybe he'll be even more. I, I don't know. Like, does he lose his spot or does he become more fun? It's like, it's a weird situation. Well, yeah. Either he loses his spot or he probably gets pushed back. Cause I, I don't know if a priority for Newcastle would be to bring in more attacking players who can play in front of Shelby and no, you know, utilize brought, his range of passing a little bit more. They already brought in this, this, uh, uh, defensive midfielder, uh, Bruno Gumarez, Gumarez, G U I M A R A S. So okay. he's kind of going to take that defensive midfield spot. So maybe that, maybe that allows, allows John to push forward a little bit. Okay. You know, All right. Anything's possible. So, okay. Yeah, so there's there's where we are. That's the Kings of the Game Week, Brandon. That's your review for this week. I uh, hope it's been – probably was not helpful, but hopefully it was entertaining. Uh, and thank you. Thank you for listening. And uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com. We'll be back next week, too, with a proper Game Week 24 preview. Um, classic FPL where maybe – we'll, maybe we'll try to record it a day early or something. I don't really know, you know, cause the game, the game week's going to kick off like two days after that. It's like a, yeah. it's a weird one, you know, but, um, but it felt kind of strange to do it before the national break was over, um, or the quasi international break and, uh, with the transfer deadline still open as well. So anyway, we'll be back with the, with regular preview pod next week. Brennan, do you want to thank our producers? Oh yeah. Thanks to producers, Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T to big gaffer, Bobas Coon, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Forberg, Skogang, Paul Hertzig, Gandy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostel, Anson Markov, at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Kieran Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Blue Nose Stew, Mikey Uong, Bruce Kerr, Sam Shower, Rich Evans, Future Media Group, FPL Ben Sweeney, George Kinney, Shiv Morjoria, Rom Frosk, AJ, Jeremy Spiker, Lazaros Yanois. Lazaros, I just finished uh, Stathlet's Flats, a great Greek uh, immigrant TV show, I guess, on BBC4. Check it out. Jesse Halstead, uh, also a producer. Matthew Becker, Caleb Robbie, Todd Byerly, Alper Paxoy, Martin Ospeth, Lee Hickman, 
Belger, Paulson, Kruger, Jazz, Binning, Francis Moore, managed by Lasso, James Keatley, Keegan Walsh, The Saint, FPL Pessimist, and our newest producer, Zircom. Rate, review, subscribe to Always Cheating wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Hell Cheaters, Instagram at Hell Cheaters, email hellcheaters at gmail.com. For all this information and more, you can visit us at alwayscheating.com. I will be looking forward to next week, Josh, where we can actually talk game week strategy for game week yeah. 24. It's been too long. I agree. I agree. A little, little, uh, yeah, a little bit of normalcy. And then I, th- I think we then have normal for a while after that, right? Yeah. Looking, we've got, I mean, I guess those are Tuesday and Wednesday matches, but then we've got matches the following weekend. Let's see, the 12th, the 19th, the 26th. The, it's the home stretch, Josh. Yeah, exactly. And then the 5th of March. Okay, so good. we got a nice long stretch of, of matches every weekend for like seven or eight weeks, Brandon. Mm-hmm. I think there's an international break at the end of March. Yeah. So February and March will mostly be filled with with Premier League weekends, which I'm really looking forward to. And uh, especially as, as the world seems to maybe, fingers crossed, be getting a little bit better. Uh, I look forward to maybe going to the Black Horse a little more often to see some games too. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Talk to you next week. Bye. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.